I'm Logan. And I'm Ryan. And this is Automatic for the People. It's automatic. It's automatic. It's automatic. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Automatic for the People, a Mr. Robot podcast. And we're going to spoil Mr. Robot. So if you've never seen an episode or any of this season or this week's episode, which is episode five um, of season four, maybe stop listening now because I I imagine the spoilers will just be right off the bat. But like spoiling the episode will be because... There's not a lot of plot stuff in this episode, but I feel like if uh, uh, somebody told me what the episode was going to be, like you and Spencer both watched it before I got a chance to watch it because I had the week from hell this week. Yeah, you said something about no spoilers, please. And I was thinking, like, I really don't know if I could spoil this episode. You could spoil how they... Uh, execute the episode, though. Well, I kind of did that, though, with my text when I said, like, the... I don't even remember what I texted, but basically the silent communication between Elliot and uh, his sister was insane good. I think I'd already watched it at that point. No, because you said, no spoilers, please, I haven't watched it yet. Oh, okay. Well, but see, that could be anything. Like, if you told me that this is an episode that for it, it's so it's 49 minutes long. And I would venture to say that for 45 of those minutes, no one says anything. Like, no character speaks a, a word. They might make a noise. They might, like, huh to themselves or something. Like, but nobody says a word for, like, 45 minutes. And it is the most intense 45 minutes I think this show has ever had. And that's saying a lot because we've had a lot of it. I mean, in... Season three, there's the episode, the uncut shot episode or whatever, the straight shot where they're just going through the building and it never really cuts away, even though it does. They're just using tricks. Um, Like there's, there's that. And if that was the most intense episode, it probably still is. I'd have to go back and watch it after watching this three times. But this is a damn close second. I don't know. This is this is a pretty good episode. I mean, I love this episode. This might be my favorite episode of this season so far. Um, I love... I love... So... We've talked about how they're playing on the titles and the the error codes uh, for web pages and whatnot. So 405 is method not allowed. And there's a lot of play, but the most obvious is nobody talks. So, yeah. And on top of that, it, it, it starts with nobody talking like by uh, Darlene's looking for Elliot and uh, she finds him. I like the way she, cause I was wondering how they were going to do that. Like, how was she going to find him? And I guess this is just my, my definitely my age showing and my lack of, uh, uh, well, she put that tracker app on his phone. Yeah. I was going to say my lack of technological prowess. I, I, don't fully understand like I understand the logic behind the tracking thing I don't fully understand the tracking thing <laughs> like because I thought it was that Elliot couldn't get signal but um, um 
okay, back to, I guess, what I was saying. Um, so it, it starts with, well, well, I was talking about the, the tracker app. So Elliot didn't have signal on his phone to call anyone, but she could still track his phone. I mean, as far as I I could tell, I mean, I'm not exactly sure how that works, but. Or, or is it, so at work, we, for our, our trucks, we have this, it's, it's, it's pinging technology. It just pings a, a tracker on the truck and it's supposed to auto update like every 15 minutes. And it just automatically does it. Well, sometimes it doesn't work and you have to force it through. And then sometimes it's not getting signal and it won't ping at all. So, but it'll tell you what the last pinged location was. So that we can track trucks and trailers and stuff like that. So, I guess maybe it works like that. Like, she's going off his last pinged location. And so, maybe that's where she goes. I mean, it was at the the gas station place, but they weren't getting any signal there. Right. I mean, I signal will go in and out sporadically. So maybe yeah. it wasn't enough signal to make a phone call, but enough signal to ping the location. So I, I think I'm overthinking it. Because, like, I've seen the way technology like that works. It just, I couldn't wrap my head around, like, so he couldn't make a phone call, but she could find his phone. Um, and it, it also reminded me of, uh, like, I knew you could do it with smartphones. It's just not something I ever thought people really did. But apparently it is definitely something that... uh women do is share their location with their friends through their phone. Yeah, I see people do it all the time. So um I, I what show was oh um uh Gronich where they did that and I was like I I guess I never thought about that. Uh, I'm also a 40-year-old white dude, so why would I think about that? You know what I mean? So, um, except now that that I am thinking about it, when I like, like I stopped going for hikes in the the mountains behind my house because I ran into a dude and he was like, "Yeah, it's great when the snakes aren't out." And I was like, "Oh, great! I'm gonna die out here. Like, I'm gonna get bit by something and nobody's gonna know where I'm at." So. <laughs> Um, I, I like, okay, well, I guess I could share my location with people just, just in case, you know, um, but whatever. Uh, so the fact that she goes to his last location and sees that burning van and immediately starts to freak out for like the briefest of seconds until Elliot knocks on the window and, he doesn't seem surprised at all that she's there. I mean, I, I assume it's because he knew she could track him. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I wouldn't put it past him knowing and just allowing it to, to happen. Or did he, or does he actively, like, share his location? I, I don't know. But she did put that thing on his phone, right? Like, we saw that in an yeah. episode. Yeah, that was, like, uh, in the second episode. Yeah. So, so she picks him up and says, it's okay, we don't have to talk. Or something to talk about it. Something to that effect. Yeah, and that's the last thing that's said until... Until we see Vera at the end of the episode. He says, it's time and he we says, talk. it's time we talked. Those are the perfect statements for those moments in the episode. As well as bookending when people stopped and started talking again. And the way it's utilized. And it doesn't come off as hokey or forced or anything like that. It's just... 
a testament to the brilliance. I, I know we talk about it every episode, but I mean, you don't see gimmick quote unquote TV done this well. You know what I mean? Like, I fully believe that they could do a live episode of Mr. Robot and it would not be as off putting as a lot of live television has been. Like, I love Scrubs, but do you remember the live episode of Scrubs? No, you'd have to tell me what happened. Uh, it was it was a little much. Um, but, uh, but yeah. In the later seasons? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's towards the end. And In fact, I think it's in the last, not the last season, because that was like Scrubs, the new class, but the last season of Scrubs. Um, and I mean, and it was all right. And, you know, sitcoms go on for so long, they're always going to have those gimmicky type of episodes. You know, they had a musical episode where the lady just kept hearing everybody singing everything. That's where like the guy love song and, and all that stuff is fine. But like they, uh, Mr. Robot specifically uses gimmick style stuff like that to a a degree that I've never seen in any other TV show. And I watch a lot of damn TV. Like if they did a musical Mr. Robot episode, I mean, I, I, I think they could pull it off and not have it feel like, (laughs) Oh, well this is goofy. I mean, think about the, the, uh, uh, not family matters, the full house episode. With that that opening, where you know it had Alf in it, and uh, like, how insane was that? Yeah, but it was pretty awesome. Exactly. <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, there's three diverging storylines. No, four. Sorry. So you have Elliot and Darlene. You have. Uh, Dom. Dom, you have Price, and then you have uh, Krista, uh, Gloria Rubin, the therapist. Yeah. Those are, it's just those four stories in this episode, right? I didn't miss anybody. Yeah, it is. You know, I was sitting here watching it, uh, and for the life of me, I couldn't remember what I. New Gloria Rubens from. She's just now the girl that's on Mr. Robot. <laughs> I was like, man, I gotta look that up. And it was ER, of course. <laughs> uh, she was also his mom on Cloak and Dagger. So yeah, yeah. Uh, she's fantastic. Uh, well, I she liked her. I knew her from ER. Like when the right. show started, I was like, oh, I love this chick. But uh, Jamie was a big ER watcher, so. There were certain characters that I really liked. She was one of them. She was on Blind Spot too when it first started. Um, but that, I mean, I didn't watch much of that. So. Blind Spot is that the one where the girl wakes up with the tattoos? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, she's done a ton of TV, but I I love her, and th- I hate. The fact that we're going to have to see uh, something happen to her character. Hopefully nothing terrible. Obviously, I think she's going to get kidnapped or something. But hopefully she lives because she's she does not deserve any of this stuff, you know, on. On some level, most of the people we've seen die or have horrible things happen to them. Like, on some level, they kind of deserve some of that. Maybe not death. Most of them, it's Elliot's fault that they died. (laughs) Yeah. um, I I mean, this is going to sound judgy as hell, but, like, even going back to Shayla, like, (sighs) she was a drug dealer. She was a low-key drug dealer and, like, not really into, you know, 
heavy. It's not like she was trafficking cocaine or something, you know, not involved with heavy like stuff like that, but she was dealing drugs. So like you're putting yourself in a dangerous lifestyle. Maybe yeah, you're just saying she least, wasn't innocent. Yeah. Maybe the least dangerous part of a dangerous lifestyle, but you are like entering into that world, you know? And so she didn't deserve to die. Don't please don't anybody think I'm saying that, but she definitely wasn't innocent in the situation. Um, but I feel like, uh, Gloria Rubin's character is like not innocent, but in this situation, like her crime is that she tried to help this kid. And now she's going to just like Dom, like Dom's crime was that she, she was an FBI agent and got brought in to work this case. Like she's innocent of this situation. So maybe that's why I'm just like, these two characters can't die. And maybe that's ultimately why something bad is probably going to happen to both of them. And just a like, well, twist I think something bad is definitely going to happen to one of them. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah, uh, her story is pretty, uh, Pat, like, I mean, it's just like her texting back and forth with her new boyfriend, going shopping, getting some stuff to have this dinner at home after blowing off her family. And she kind of notices that somebody's following her. And then by the end of the episode, like Vera's just standing face to face to her and says, it's time we talked. Um, it's pretty cut and dry, right? Yeah, uh, that's basically what her involvement in the whole episode. <laughs> um, and it's not that it's not important. It's just not. Uh, it's not. Heavy. It's all set up. Yeah. Um, and then you know, this was going to be heavy. Era yeah, we did Dom episode, and it really wasn't. Yeah. It turned out they turned out to be the the background. Dom, yeah, they're like because Dom's storyline's fairly simple as well. She's heading out to Christmas with her mom. She gets a text from Janice saying, "Hey, one of our vans was found uh, on fire. We need you to intercept this. ID the body. Figure out what's going on." So she shows up on the scene collects what evidence she can bugs the computer of the, the sheriff's office or whatever gets the info that they have and finds out that it's Elliot and Darlene. Right. Cause she finds that traffic cam picture. Yeah. Well, she doesn't find it. The other girl finds it. Well, yeah. Yeah. Or somebody finds it. She just plants the, uh, To hack thing right, into the right. computer. And then Price's story is actually Price's story is the smallest of the bunch. Like he gets a text from Elliot saying that hey, Tyrell's not gonna make it. Um and then he gets I was a little confused about the the uh the deliverance of the the note. I was like, who is this coming from? Like, surely that didn't come from Elliot. And then when he went to the E-Corp building and, uh, like, saw the trombone player and got the location, I was like, oh, okay, so that was the Dark Army. Uh, that was White Rose doing that, setting up the meeting. Um, I didn't catch on to it at first. Um, and then he just takes Elliot back and you know, says, uh, you know, the meeting set up or whatever. I have the location. And that's kind of just their stories and all of this. With the, obviously the main part of the episode being Elliot and Darlene infiltrating 
this building in a very cloak and dagger kind of way that we've seen before. I mean, this goes back to like season one, right? Where we saw the group kind of hack E-Corp with the, the Raspberry Pi thing. Like, we've I, done I wouldn't, the ticking clock. It wasn't quite as, as intense as this was. But. Oh, no, 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 not at all. But it was like a ticking clock kind of thing. Yeah. You know, but... And I guess maybe every season has had an episode like that. But I, I don't think any of them... Because the season three episode where they're they're storming the building, like that's that's a ticking clock episode. Yeah. Um, but I don't think any of them are as ten and I could be wrong. I don't know. I'd have to go back and watch it. It might all happen in quote unquote real time because when he sets the timer like when he gets in the building and sets the timer, if it's not real time, it's only like maybe five or six minutes off. Uh, well, maybe 10 minutes off. Uh, he sets the timer for 40 minutes. The episode is 50 minutes long. Yeah. So it could be in real time. I mean, at you least 30 minutes of that. <laughs> when he's escaping and he runs past the movie theater. And you see the movie theater poster and it says the road ship. I was like, yeah. oh, I wonder if that dates it. Yeah, it does. That We saw that in theaters that Christmas day. Or Christmas Eve, probably. I didn't know if it was with like a second run theater or. A... Nope. This is, it's set like. Because they've, they've mentioned the year before. It's 20... Yeah, I know there had been other things. 2015, that right? it, Yeah, yeah, 2015, I, because uh, that's the, the year that Marty goes to in Back to the Future Part 2. Um, oh, yeah, it says it on her phone, too, December 25th, 2015. Um, also, completely off the Mr. Robot thing... Have you seen this meme flo floating around that says, after this week, Back to the Future will take place completely in the past? No. So, I'm, like, I've looked it up, and I, I haven't engaged with anybody, but when... Did they go, they don't go past 2015 and Back to the Future. Um, you know how people are sharing memes and stuff on Facebook. That, that thing's probably three years old. Yeah, that's true. I hadn't thought about that. Um, and people are just now seeing, they're like, oh yeah, he doesn't go to 2019. He goes to 2015. I love it when people share the ones that like R.I.P. such and such. And I read the article. I'm like, they died like five years ago. <laughs> yeah. Because um, it's 55, 85, and 2015. So. Yeah, and then 18. 1885. Yeah. So. Yeah. It, it just. <laughs> it's really. Like flooring me that I'm just like, I I I don't get how y'all don't know this, but also I love Back to the Future Part Two. So, um, anyway, just since I since Back to the Future got brought up, so by me, um, so yeah, the the whole major portion of the episode is just them infiltrating this building and getting the info they need to basically rob this bank like that's it it's a heist a tech heist but it's still a heist and there's like i don't have a ton to say about it or a ton to really dissect because for me all this episode is is a master class in 
like writing. That's how the Mike get TV episode. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Like the writing, the directing, the camera work, the the cinematography, the music. Matt Quayle, holy hell, man! Like it's got to be. I, I, the music for the show has always been great. Also, Elliot smokes a cigarette in this episode. What? What? <laughs> like, have we ever seen that happen? I think so. A cigarette? I mean, I think I'm a so. joint. A cigarette. I know, but yeah, I think so. Okay. I, mean, I could be wrong. Um, but, I mean, he, he was a little stressed out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get it. I get it. Um, but Matt Quayle's like score for this episode is beyond uh, brilliant. It, it's I think the biggest question is was this Sam Esmail taking his stance on whether Die Hard is a Christmas movie or not? <laughs> 100%. What other movie are two security guards at a bank going to be watching on Christmas Day? <laughs> Die Hard. Of course they're watching Die Hard. Not only are they watching Die Hard, uh, Die Hard, Die Hard, they're in a lobby that looks almost identical <laughs> to the lobby in Die Hard. I mean, it's just, I mean, you've got him running through the, the entrails of the building, all these like back, back hallways and stuff. And it like, it's very Die Hard-esque. Um, it, it's a tech version of Die Hard. And it's freaking brilliant. There's tons of not obvious Die Hard references, which makes him makes it that much better, you know. Um, yeah, I laughed whenever he sh- that it showed up on the screen. I was like, <laughs> Sam Asmel says Die Hard is definitely a Christmas movie. Yep. Um I, it's it it is just uh, like I said it, it's a master class in how to make good television that is it's gimmicky without being goofy it's referential without being like obvious um it's tense without any kind of real effort Beyond just the situation. Like there and is the music. The yes. music is what makes it. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah I, I stepped away from it. But Matt Quell's music is like he is the John Williams of uh I don't want to say of television because that like limits it. I know if you're a composer, you don't just do film or television you know a lot of them do a lot of different things but the music especially for this episode but for the show in general but this episode without if you remove the music like you you lose so much of what makes this episode so nail-biting and intense i was looking up some other stuff it said I mean, he hasn't done a lot. Uh, he's worked with... Um, <sighs> crap, what's that dude's name? Uh, uh, Ryan. A lot of this stuff I've never heard of. Ryan Mur- he's worked with Ryan Murphy a lot. Well, I say a lot. I think on a few things. Scream Queens 23. That's Ryan Murphy. Scream Queens. And uh, he did Bet and Joan. I think American American Crime Story is Ryan Murphy, too. Because he did some of that. That's Betty. I mean, he, like I said, he hasn't done a ton of stuff. Uh, I think his biggest film is uh, 
um, Only God Forgives, which is pretty intense. It is some queer as folk. That's a pretty good show. And one episode of Beavis and Oh, that's that's funny. Um, but yeah, the guy. I mean, they, he. Ah, uh, he he's he's pretty freaking brilliant. So, um, I I can't imagine him not getting another Emmy this year. And this is the episode that they should submit for him to get an Emmy. Um, I wonder what he did for Beavis and That's got me really curious. What did you think about her making the, the fingerprint thing? I thought it was cool. My one beef with it is how did she know she was going to be able to do it? You know what I mean? Uh, Yeah, but I like that it kind of just that's it's it's not really um, it kind of skips right over it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Same thing with the phone thing where it kind of there's so much other stuff going on. It doesn't give you much time to sit there and go, now that doesn't make any sense. I mean, I guess maybe they could have known like all of that stuff, where all that stuff was ahead of time. Like, I guess you could hack into the security cameras and be like, oh, look, they have this, they have this, they have this. And you know what I mean? And we're just like, rather than showing us all of that, like you're kind of just like, no, they, they have a, 3D printer, they have, you know, all of that stuff. Like, you don't, it's not something you have to to put too much into as far as thinking about it. Um, I, I, I guess. I, mean, I think the biggest thing is, like, how did they just let her walk out of there? I mean, she walks out of the gym. Yeah, I know, but still, it doesn't make any Like, you would think they would be high alert situation, like nobody get, leaves without getting interviewed. Yeah. Yeah. I I do agree with that. So, um, <laughs> I don't remember if I just texted it to Spencer or if I texted it to both of y'all. But I think my one response after watching the first watch of this episode was F Tom Cruise. <laughs> he, yeah. I mean, Elliot oh, runs yeah, for like 10 minutes. <laughs> um, and he gets hit by a car. <laughs> and he, falls uh, down a hill. Or throws himself down a hill. Something else happens to him, too. I mean, he hurts himself. Yeah. Um, he's, he's fantastic in this episode. Oh, he flips over that. He runs into that baby buggy full of cans. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he's just... So, one of the leaked uh, pictures before the season started was just a picture of Elliot running from the cops. That's obviously from this episode. We, we very clearly see it. Um, so... I think we've seen a lot of the uh, the images we had pre uh, pre season, like before this season started. We still don't know who he was talking to in that one teaser trailer. Like we haven't seen that yet. So, um. But yeah, I really I don't think I've seen that teaser trailer. <laughs> yeah, you didn't watch any of the the, the stuff. So um, there's at least that one thing we haven't seen 
like resolved in the show itself. So since you were actively avoiding any information at all about the season and you just wanted to watch the episodes, I would say 100% do not go back and watch any of the teaser stuff. Yeah, I didn't really plan on it. So, because you you might come across something and be like, oh, what was that about? And, you know. Um, you already looked at the names of the episodes. So. <laughs> <laughs> I told you not to. I didn't do it on purpose. Oh. Stupid IMDb. Well, it was my little TV watching app, and I was like, I was wondering how many, because I wasn't sure how many episodes there were. And so I went to look, and of course, it's got, it's connected to um, TV database, and so it's got eight, seven episodes with all the names of the episodes on it. Yeah. Um... So there's only seven episodes? No. Okay, well then I only saw seven episodes. There's 13 episodes. That's what I thought. I was like, there's no way this season is only going to be seven episodes. No, because we'd be two episodes away from the finale. That's what I was thinking. (laughs) No. Um, Yeah, uh... I don't know. I, I don't have, like I said, I don't have a ton to say about the episode because it is just like what you see is what you get. Like there's not, not a ton of subtext there. There's not a ton of stuff to like dissect. It's just a masterclass and it, it's freaking brilliant. It's one of the best. Uh, executed episodes yeah, of this show, period. <laughs> um, I can't wait to see what's next. I, I feel like our prediction for this week's episode is definitely going to be next week. Oh, yeah, it's for sure. A Vera heavy episode, but a lot with Vera. So... I, I mean, I guess we'll see. Um, also, Janice. I hope something horrible happens to Janice. <laughs> um, and and still no inkling as to who this other personality might be. Um, so we've we've got that ahead of us as well. Um. And we're only a few days away from the next episode. We'll definitely try to be more timely next week. Like I said, I just had the week from hell. And I was just like, I can't. I didn't even watch the episode till Tuesday. Um, Because I was on the road Sunday night. Or, well, actually, I was trying to get some sleep because I was leaving Sunday night. So, um. Yep, we're a few episodes, few days away from that. We are four days away from Disney Plus, um, which will bring us The Mandalorian, among other things, which I'm super excited for. I know you are too. Um, yeah, no, I read that you're, you're going to be able to add Disney Plus to Hulu like you can with Showtime and everything. Well, it's going to be a package deal. Well, no, I mean, I've, I've read that, like, it'll be inside your Hulu if you subscribe to it. Maybe. If, if you subscribe to it through Hulu. Maybe. I don't know. I don't. We haven't seen it, so I don't know. Um, no, I read that somewhere. And, uh, and probably on supermassive um which is the yeah that's home, what it was the new home for mr uh spencer howard that's where it was too 
Yeah, he had an article or something. I'm not saying that's incorrect. I'm just saying until I'm, I'm skeptical until I see it. Um, just like everybody was up until today, everybody kept saying, no, no, you'll be able to do the Disney plus thing on the fire stick because you can do it like this or you can do it like that. And like, look, unless they announce that there's going to be a specific app for it until I see it, I don't believe it. And then today, Amazon and Disney announced that they smoothed out all of their nonsense and there will be a Disney Plus app on Amazon Fire devices. So, um, so yeah. Because see, like, all right, just for example. So, I, I've got my Kindle, uh, which <laughs> now I'm really glad I did not buy an iPad because that was the whole thing. I was like, <laughs> I'm going to have to buy an iPad so I can watch Disney Plus stuff when I'm not sitting on the couch. Um, so I bring up the Hulu uh, app on my Kindle Fire. <clears throat> uh, and it's an older Fire, so it takes forever to load anything. <sighs> now I think I will get one of those new Kindle Fires. Um, let's see. I'm trying to uh, see account. Go to my account. Sorry, I know this is real interesting podcasting for everybody. See, I I don't think I can get to. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think I can get to like Showtime or Stars through the Hulu app on my Kindle Fire. I think I have to have their app and then log in through my Hulu account. Um, Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. So, but I mean, I could be wrong. I've never done it because I've never added on anything to my, my Hulu. So, um, I haven't either. I've added it on with Prime. Right. But still, you you know, I'm on on my Fire TV, which you know is already the Prime app, basically. Right. And you just kind of go to the HBO app from there. See, like, so for example, I have HBO Go, um, and when I watch something on my Fire Stick through HBO Go, it asks me, "Do I want to subscribe or use my?" Uh, uh, do, no, what is it? Do I want to subscribe through Prime or do I want to use the information that I already have stored, which is my my actual HBO Go subscription? Right. Which yeah, it isn't mine; it's a friend's. But it'll ask me which one I want to use, and obviously, I use the one that you know is the, the actual HBO Go login, not a Prime login for HBO Go. Because then it would just subscribe me to. So Since we're talking about it. Uh, Do you hear about Netflix discontinuing on some older uh, yeah. devices? Yeah. And they want to crack down on password sharing too. How, how are you going to do that? I don't know. That's what I when I saw it, I was like, that's damn near impossible. I mean. They they do it by limit. I mean, limit the number of devices you can watch at one time. That's it. That's it. And that's that's fine. Fifteen dollars a month gets you three devices or whatever. I think it should get you more than three. But I mean, if you got a house full of people, I mean, say like Kelly for instance. You got David Kelly and her three kids. Well, if they all have five tablets and they all five one watch five different things on Netflix in five different rooms. I mean, I think that should be okay. So, but you know, you, you have to pay like 25 bucks a month for that level of devices. Um, I think four to five devices should be the, the max. 
for a basic subscription. Or if you want to do like low budget subscription, like Netflix has the $9 a month for one device at a time. Like they have that. So, but I, I think if you're paying a quote unquote premium, you should get four to five devices. I think, but that's just me. Well, that's our streaming uh, talk for the week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, God, there's so much, there's so much stuff on right now that I'm just like, you haven't even started Watchmen, have you? I saw the first episode. And Titans has been phenomenal after a somewhat okay first season. Um, I haven't got back into Castle Rock yet. Uh, the end of the effing world is back for season two. Uh, apparently, the the BBC War of the World show is phenomenal. Um, so I I want to check that out. Um, his Dark Materials. Is that what it's called? Yeah, with Orlando Bloom. Yeah. And no, wait, no, it's not no, Orlando that's Bloom. Not Orlando that's Bloom. the Orlando Bloom's the one on uh, Amazon. Amazon. Yeah. I haven't watched that yet. Uh, um, Resistance has been good. What is this freaking name? He's. That gummit. James McAvoy. God. <laughs> um, yeah, Resistance has been really good. Uh, His Dark Materials premiered on HBO. I haven't watched that yet. Um, Jack but, Ryan's back, too. Yeah, I've heard good things. Um, Apple Plus has launched some of their stuff. I haven't watched any of it. But, you know, it's there. Um. I don't know, there's just, there's so much, I don't have time for it all. Bojack came back. (laughs) It would be ridiculous about how much crap, and then how much crap is coming back that I lost in space is coming back in about a month and a half. I didn't finish season one. Should I go finish season one? I liked it. She seemed to be the only interesting thing. Um, it definitely got better as it went along. Um, like I watched the first episode and I was just like, she's in, she interests me, but oh, Silicon Valley is back and it's fantastic. Um, I know you don't watch it, but it's so good. Um, no, I definitely can't pick up anything. I mean, I still haven't seen Swamp Thing, Pennyworth. <laughs> Pennyworth is pretty good. Swamp Thing is... Batwoman, eh. The Boys. There's there's a show on sci-fi that I'm really interested in checking out called uh, We, we Were Tomorrow that just started. Um, mm-hmm. And... Hold on, I'll give you the... Come on. Where is it? <sighs> we were tomorrow. Noah and Evelyn navigate through three lifetimes to unearth the truth about their destiny with Warwick and Sienna, but their efforts flee to flee the dying world become complicated when Cain, an immortal, decides to hunt them down. Like, that's the... the basic like rundown of the show none of that makes any sense because i don't know what any of the like i don't know who any of those characters are <laughs> but um i, I like spanish yeah it, i was like well some of the sci-fi stuff is okay um they brought um i didn't think it was i thought it got canceled but uh the guy that played the new spock um from heroes uh, oh, you know who yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, Zachary Quinto. Yeah, Quinto. Um, 
he he did a season of In Search of, and uh, and then it just was like eight episodes, and then it never came back on. It's been like two years, and then all of a sudden this year it popped back up. Well, I say it's been two years. It it feels like it's been two years. It's probably only been a year. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and Stumptown. God, if you're not watching Stumptown. Yeah, it's pretty good. I'm two episodes behind, but yeah, it's pretty good. It is the best new show on television. And it opens up, like, for me at least, like shows like It and Happy, which unfortunately got canceled. Um, but, like, it, it shows you can do... This is based on a comic book without it being like, it's also about somebody in a funny costume that punches people. Right. You know? So it, it's so freaking good. And, you know, we've got all the Disney plus stuff coming. Uh, Harley Quinn happens at the end of November. Uh, we'll see if that's going to be. Yeah. I can't wait for that. Harley Quinn show. Uh, the only one that's the only thing that's really disappointed me so far this year is uh Batwoman. It just has not been very good at all. I didn't think they could pull that off. Anyway. I mean, maybe it'll get better, but like it just it's not working for me. So you know. Oh uh Fresh Off the Boat got cancelled. So <laughs> I know I've been bugging you to to watch it, but it's officially officially can- they moved it to Friday night, like it wasn't gonna get canceled. So whatever. Let's see, there's shows that I found out were coming. Uh, Raising Dion is coming. No, that's out. already out. It is. Is it good? Yeah. Have you watched? I haven't it? watched it. I that win. I don't have time. <laughs> Yeah, Super Raising Dinosaur Dan- season one on Amazon. I don't know what that is. Uh, it's some comic book show. Uh, Daybreak season one on Netflix. I've heard mixed things. Uh, then we got the Rocketeer coming to Disney. Looking forward to the Rocketeer. Harley Quinn season three of Runaways. Katie King season one on the CW. <sighs> Look, I watch Riverdale. I really don't want to have to watch that show, too. <laughs> Although the trailer did look very, uh, like, kitschy and whatever. So. Uh, and HBO Max Boondocks? Yeah, they're they're relaunching the Boondocks. Wow, that's, that's cool. So. I'm glad it's on HBO, but do we need another streaming service? Well, HBO Max is going to be like uh, Disney Plus. It's going to be all-encompassing of a lot of Warner Brothers stuff. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. So and then Snowpiercer still coming eventually. Yeah, to TBS, right? Yeah. Mm. And then Netflix has a Ghost in the Shell coming. Uh, season one of Why. On FX, and yay, an untitled third Walking Dead spinoff. Yep, because <laughs> that's what the world needed. Um, unspecified 2021 Spidey and his amazing friends on Disney Junior. Oh yeah, there there's a bunch of Disney stuff coming, so. But anyway, so not to we kind of get off on a tangent. So too late. Yeah, I guess we'll be back in a few days at Mr. Robot Podcast on Twitter. Uh, I'm actually going to hopefully get to live tweet this week's episode since I was sleeping last week. Um, like I said, we'll be more timely. Um Mr. Robot Podcast at gmail.com and oh, Patreon, patreon.com slash automatic for the people. And go check out all the other stuff we do over at xwingfiles.com. And if you don't check out any of that, do go to supermassivepop.com 
and check out Spencer's new site. Looks fun. Uh, I may be doing something. So we'll see. Writing wise, not podcasting wise. <laughs> I'm all podcasted up. <laughs> uh, but I haven't, I haven't written anything in a while. So I was about to say, you, uh, you don't really have the hours to be podcasting. So. No. No, it's difficult working third shift. So, um, I have since uh, nobody's gonna hear this before I possibly finish it. I have this idea uh, for just I don't want to call it a column because I don't know how often I'm it'll strike me to write about stuff like this, but like. One of the things people keep hounding me about, uh, certain people keep hounding me about, is the massive amount of television that I watch. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, but um, especially this friend of mine, Courtney, she's just like, she, her and Spencer both have been trying to get me to go to therapy. And I'm like, well, I watch television and podcasts. That's my therapy. And they're very much in the like, that's not really okay. So I had this idea of like pop culture is kind of my therapist. Like I learned more about other people and myself through all of this pop culture stuff than I do any other way. Now therapy would probably replace that and be healthier, but like it's so it's just like pop culture therapy. Like that, that's my drug of choice. You know, I have anxiety and depression. I self-medicate with pop culture. <laughs> so, um, and I, I mostly, I'm a little over halfway through with this piece that I started writing on uh, Yoda and Luke's conversation about the, the, the cave and the only what you take with you line and how like, it seems like such a like, generalized like thing when I was a kid and I'm, and it really is like, it's one of those things that like, yeah, that's what some overly religious person tells you, you know, like, it's like everything happens for a reason. Like, yeah, that's great, but it's not really helping me right now. You know, like what's in there? Only what you take with you. Thanks douche. You know, <laughs> like that doesn't really help me. <laughs> Do I need a weapon when I go in? Like what's going to be waiting for me? You know, but then, like, literally, if you take it literally, like, that is exactly what he gets when he goes in the cave, what he takes with him. Like, Yoda tells him, you're not going to need your weapons. And he takes his damn weapons anyway. So what does he find in the cave? Yeah. The thing that he wants to fight, you know? And it's just, like, how that is... Like it, you can use that as an approach to life. Really? Like it, it's, what do you get out of it? What you put into it? What's there? Only what you take with you, man. Like if you go in looking for a fight, guess what? Probably going to get a fight. Cause that's what you were looking for. So, yeah. Anyway, yeah, when I, I used to say all the time, like, don't go digging for crap unless you really want to find some crap. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I started writing this and it turned into like, I, I wouldn't say like, I'm super proud of it, but I was like, huh? Like I, I kind of enjoyed that. So I'm not finished with it. I'm going to try to finish tonight or tomorrow. So, um, hopefully it turns into something. We'll see. So, but yeah, go check out supermassivepop.com. There's a lot of good stuff over there. Um, and if this works out, I'm I'm a hundred percent positive at some point I will write something about Mr. Robot. So uh, we talk a lot about it, but I've never really written anything about it. So so yeah, go do all that stuff, and we'll be back in a few days. Bye, everybody.
Here's a little ghost for the offering. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here's a truck stop instead of St. Peter's. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mr. Andy Coffin's gone wrestling. 